Welcome to the Lynn Sanity, a podcast for the Running Hook Podcast Network. Another edition of the Lynn Sandy Podcast, a part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. And before we get to the podcast, as usual, uh, we'd like to give you the opportunity to rate our podcast. If you say to yourself, hey, this podcast deserves a five stars, please don't be afraid to do it. If you think I'm sexy as a host, please give me a five star. If you think if you think this podcast is has got an analysis that you like, or you think Bryce is a schmuck, give him a five star. If you think if you think that uh, the guests that we've been having on have been great, which I do, and we have another great one today, uh, give yourself another five star. You know, they, they, this network is uh, is uh, is definitely looking for that. Uh, you know, the ability to understand what you guys want and what to look for and uh, as guests, so please do not be afraid to give that feedback, you know, and 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 slide in the comments as well. Um, and and you know, without further ado, let's get right into the podcast. And uh, Bryce Shetty, you know, when I thought of this particular uh, guest for this for this pod, you know, I really thought to myself, we're missing a king of royalty. We're missing a royal. We're missing royalty in our pod. We've had a lot of guests, but we've been needing royalty. And uh, you know, I just looked through these teams, and I just thought to myself, dang. You know, there's some big markets in here, but, you know, they're, they're, you know, some of them are, you know, most of them are fairly small. And uh, I mean, Bryce, you know what that means? Uh, A king and small. I have to bring in the small market king, Devin Voss. I have to, I have no choice. Devin, it's a, uh, it's a privilege to have you back on the Lid Sandy, my friend. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm very excited to dive into this NFL stuff, man. It's, it's been a long time since we've seen real NFL football. Yeah, we got to get you off that college stuff back well, in the big you know, boy leagues. Well, and and look, I mean, he's he, you know, I, I'm very as a podcast. I know we're all excited for Devin's transition. Uh, he's going to be doing some reporting in Martinsville, focusing on some high school football. Uh, so check that out. Um, and if you're watching on video, you're probably thinking that he's a real life Jimmy Neutron. Uh, so check that out. If if uh, see, he's he's just he's killing the game right now. There's no other way to look at it. Uh, now now the thing that we got to talk about tonight. We're talking about the AFC North. We're talking about the NFC North. And you know, Bryce, when I thought of this segment, you know, I texted you. I was like, hey, we got to do the Ravens because the J.K. Dobbins injury just happened over the week. This is a guy, an elite running back, a guy that many had high, high expectations for. You know, he will not be there this season. That is meaning guys like Gus Edwards and, you know, Justice Hill, players like that have to come in and step up. If you're, you know, looking at this Dobbins injury, Bryce, how much do you think that this really affects their team? Does it, you know, maybe push them out of elite contention for you? Do you think that they can still be a playoff team? Where, where do you see the Ravens now? I, I really don't think this changes much of their team. I mean, Gus the Bus Edwards is locked in and ready to go. I mean, he he has been a good running back when he when he touches the ball. Uh, I mean, he's good after contact. He gets yardage every play, um, and they still have depth at the running back position. Uh, it sounds like Tyson Williams is actually going to take the RB two spot. Justice Hill will be RB three. So I still think they have three 
good running backs that they that they can use in tandem with one another. Um, obviously, Dobbins is a big loss. I mean, he he is an up and coming star in this league, and he's been set back. But I really don't think this affects them. I, I think it's business as usual for the Baltimore Ravens. They've invested in their offensive line, so I don't know if it really matters who's back there. I'll be honest with you. Mm. Yeah. And, and Devin, you know, there's, there's been a lot of talk of obviously Gus Edwards and, and what he could be, uh, but you know, the Tyson Williams thing has had a lot of smoke and, you know, Devin, I know you're the college guy here. Uh, he comes in, you know, basically he was on the practice. He, he spent all but one game on the practice squad. He's from BYU. Uh, you know, what should we know about him? I mean, is he somebody that we should really, you know, have our eyes on here in this situation? Do you think that he can really help counter uh, Gus Edwards in the running game? Gus has been around the league for a while, but obviously a guy, you know, like, you know, they're going to have some different faces back there. It doesn't seem like Gus is going to be the main guy. Yeah, and I mean, you can kind of expect that with any Baltimore Raven uh, offense. You know, they've been running through running backs for I don't even know how many years uh, so far. And really, that's the one thing they've lacked uh, is a consistent one. Uh, They had Mark Ingram, of course, for one year. So uh, seeing the rotational back system come back uh, just because they lost J.K. Dobbins is kind of a blow to in my opinion i think it's mm. gonna uh they'll, they'll be just fine don't get me wrong uh they've been able to survive like this thus far uh but uh it is a blow and i and as far as tyson williams is concerned um he is a pretty solid back um you know he, he's obviously played ball both in the sec and at byu um he'll be able to he'll definitely be able to produce i'm not totally sure what his his impact will be on this team i think is kind of a question mark uh but i guess we will see here pretty dang shortly yeah i mean it, it they are you know they've always been big on gus and and they showed it in the off season with that extension uh but you know that this is a team that runs the ball they're a run heavy team uh you know it feels like every receiver on their team freaking gets injured and they can't develop it so it, it's just one of those things where you know baltimore is really going to rely on the running game and it'll be fun Here to see go. who kind of makes out of this and who doesn't blaming the receivers well, blaming the receivers okay. Okay. how are you gonna all right well okay. let's go let's go there okay then. Let's okay. go there. Let's flip it up on you, Bryce. What do okay. you got to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know what I'm going to say, Caleb. I don't what? think it's all the wide receiver's fault. I think there's a little bit of Lamar Jackson that still can't throw. That's just the fact of the matter. I think he's got very talented receivers, and they've added him some weapons. They go out, they go drad. They draft Rashad Bateman. Okay, they signed Sammy Watkins. They still have Hollywood Brown. Uh, I, I, Lamar Jackson has no excuse after this season if his number if his throwing numbers don't improve. Period. Period. That's where I'm going with that, Caleb. And I think it's foolish. I mean, okay, the fact that the fact of the that's matter fine. is Lamar Jackson's a top ten quarterback in this okay. league, and you're acting like he's sure. a freaking sure. shark because because he throws or be, because he runs because he runs. That's why no, he's, he's top a, ten quarterback. No, that's because he's a gifted runner. That's unbelievable. Okay. Devin, Devin, okay. let's get your okay. thoughts on this. What okay. is reason? What What are you initially thinking of Lamar this season? Are you ridiculously low on Lamar Jackson as Bryce Daddy <laughs> is? Or are you on a certain, you know, aspect of where it's like, hey, you know, Lamar, uh, you know, is is talented enough uh, to get them through, you know, because I mean, Bateman's injury, I think, is going to affect this team and the depth at wide receivers still seems to be a question. Yeah, but uh, he does have the talent now and. 
I, I totally disagree with Bryce. Uh, of course his dismissal and his it, his sure. full dismissal of Lamar Jackson. Sure. Uh I, I think uh with when Bateman comes back, whenever that is, uh I think this offense is gonna be a whole new level. Um I, I think I mean it, he's got the guys. So I, I think this is gonna be a, a more dynamic Ravens offense with Lamar Jackson on on his way to a terrific season. Sure. I, I 100% agree. We're talking about the best quarterback in this division. We're talking about a guy who is without a doubt a, you know, if you're going to pick 10 guys in the league, you're like, hey, like I need to start a franchise with, you know, the fact of the matter is he's going to be one of your 10 guys. He's young enough. He's he's good enough. He's, he's, he's got a chance to lead yourself in a good position as a franchise. And, you know, he, he has an ability to just change the game with this ability to run the ball. You know, he's an MVP candidate. He's an MVP candidate. He, he's, he's won an MVP. He, he's just only going to get better. This offensive line, I thought, despite the loss of Orlando Brown this season because they didn't want to pay him, I still think is a really good line. You know, it didn't seem like they, they dropped off a huge amount. You know, obviously the Brown thing was questioned, but I really like what they're doing. And I think Lamar's going to have a very good season because of it. To be honest, I think it's going to come down to the OC. Uh, the OC, in my opinion, it's a joke that he's still there. So, so we're so, so we're blaming everyone and, except Lamar. Okay. Well, you know, okay. Bryce, you're you're adorable okay. because you're bashing okay. an MVP. Okay. You're, you're adorable okay. because you're blame bashing everyone MVP. except Lamar Jackson. No, it, Go right ahead. You're you're adorable because you're bashing uh, okay. an MVP. Okay. Uh, is it adorable that that running a, a running quarterback in the playoffs can't get him to a Super Bowl right off the bat? I think not. But anyways, no, because a lot of sure. quarterbacks can't sure. get to the Super Bowl right sure. away. Sure. A lot. Okay. 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 A lot can't. Okay. And Josh Allen shut you up, and Lamar okay. Jackson's going to shut you okay. up. He's gonna, right, you're going to you're going to be in your blanket right, right now. Uh, how about you go make some throws? Go make some throws, and and we'll see what happens. Now, all I'm going to tell you, all I'm going to tell you is he uh, he had a heck of a. I mean, you think 2,757 yards, 3,127 yards on the throw. You don't think that's very good, right? Uh, it's it's good. It's still not where he should be for an MVP. Now you're just overcritical. Uh, okay. Now the other the other factor to this is you know and Devin, it's like even with the Dobbins injury, you know before the Dobbins injury, people were like, hey, this is a team offensively and defensively that is the top of the AFC. They're right there in terms of contending for the Super Bowl. They could be in that group with the heavy defense, legitimate coach. You know, it, do you believe that this is a team that can get there? And with the way that they're constructed, are you know? How, how do you feel that the Ravens are in terms of getting to that next step? I think the Super Bowl is the next step for this group here. Absolutely. I mean, I think they're just as close as they've ever been. Uh, that MVP season from Lamar Jackson, uh, obviously that was kind of a blow to, to go out uh, the way they did. But um, I think now uh, you got a Lamar Jackson that – is obviously experienced. He's got the talents and you got the defense, which is, yeah, I mean, it is probably going to be another top 10 season, but uh, bearing injury, I uh, got one of the best backfields in the league. Um, some of the best D linemen in the league. Like this team is just, it's just good all around. And good. they, they 
their expectation should be Super Bowl. Um, 100%. Not saying that's where they're going to get, but I'm just saying uh, they're definitely within that group. Yeah, I totally agree. And while Bryce Shaddy just continues to ignore Lamar Jackson, let's see if he ignores the roster. Bryce, what do you think of this team as an AFC contender, in your opinion? And where do they rank in terms of legitimate threat to the to you know for a potential Super Bowl spot? I think they're top five in the AFC. I think they have I think they have a really good defense. And, and in fact, they lost some pretty key pieces when you think about it. They lost Matt Judon to the Patriots. Uh, Ngakwe, he he left in free agency. He went to uh, to the Raiders, um, and then you lose a guy like Jihad Ward in, in the interior. But they they've reloaded this entire defense. You know, you still have Derek Wolf, Brandon Williams, and Clay's Campbell as your front three. Your linebackers are outstanding. Bowser, uh, Harrison, Queen, McPhee, uh, which I believe they resign. Yeah, they resigned Bowser and McPhee. They they resigned a lot of guys on the defensive end. Right. So they really like where their where their defense is. Um, and then you got, you know, guys like Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey back there uh, shutting down corners left and right. So this defense is still going to be one of the best in the league, bar none, just like they have been um, for several years in a row. So, I mean, this defense is outstanding. It'll it'll cover up for some of the shortcomings of the offense uh, if they're unable to move the ball. Yeah, I mean. And, and I think with the way that this defense looks, Devin, right, you got legit interior defensive linemen, as Bryce mentioned. You go out, you you make just good depth moves, right? You, you know, I know that, you know, you liked, I believe when we had, we talked about their draft, it was a team that came up in the sense of going out and they made a shot at, they took a shot at a pass rusher trying to get that up and going. Uh, you know, they went out and have developed Deshaun Elliott into a really nice safety along with Chuck Clark. You know, this is a very, a very deep corners. I mean, you're looking at Tavon Young and Jimmy Smith, you know, as as backups. Well, they had, they had to trade Sean Wade, who they just drafted right. because they had so much depth. They did. It, it was incredible. You know, they they're just they're they're very good. Patrick Queen in his second season, I think, has a chance to be a Pro Bowler. I mean, the Ravens are a legitimate threat on defense. I think they're a top five unit this year, as far as I'm concerned. I think top ten is putting it, uh, you know, just it's kind of being absurd and disrespectful. Uh, how do you think that the defense, in terms of big picture, how? How do you think that this team can build off of it? Because I feel like this is the bread and butter of Baltimore. They always love to have that great defense and the offense is just going to be bruising. You know, is there enough depth to you where you just think to yourself, okay, this, this defense is going to be the real deal and it's going to get it done. Even with the injuries to Dobbins, even with the situations to Bateman and, and et cetera. Yeah. And I mean, we've seen it time and time again, uh, year after year uh the usually the best team in the nfl is aided by the best defense um minus the kansas city chiefs and that's just because of one man uh it's been it's fun to see uh defense play the way they are uh the way they do and um especially with the ravens it's not like it's just a bunch of old guys yes there's old guys on the roster that um are still you know, being very productive, but they're also, uh, you know, funneling in a whole bunch of new great defensive players. I mean, they got not not that he was on top of anybody's draft boards, but uh, they got Dalen Hayes in the fifth round. Like, yeah. To me, that's such a steal. Yeah. Uh, at least within their defense, that that could turn out to be a great fifth round pick, at least in value 
terms. So uh, it, it the Ravens will be fine on defense. And I think uh, if anything, their defense will be able to push them forward um, to the playoffs. That's now, Bryce, ultimate catastrophic failure. Yeah, and, and 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 it's the thing for me with this with this team, and something to note is obviously, you know, LJ Fort was has been a legitimate starter for this team. You know, now he's on the IR, Bryce. That's leaving an opportunity uh, for you know for you as an Ohio State fan uh, to you know to continue to push towards your bias on Ohio State players uh, with about. with Malik with Malik Harrison leading the charge as a potential replacement. Mm-hmm. Do you do you see Malik Harrison kind of filling in that role? I mean, like a lot of people like the value at the time. You know, is he going to be somebody that this team can you know? rely on. I mean, Ford's been a legitimate veteran for them. Patrick Queen is, is you know, heck, it's his second year in the league. So, you know, what should fans expect from Ford's replacement? And uh, Ford's been around and Harrison's talented. Yeah, I mean, he, I, Harrison's going to be awesome. Okay, one, he he's... Ohio State churns out good linebackers. Okay, I mean, we, I'm, I'm not saying like they're, you know, tip top of the line, but they, they put out good linebackers. And when you put them in a good scheme with good coaching they're going to perform with you and the Ravens have good coaching on the defensive side of the football. So I think he's going to be able to step in and do exactly what's asked of him. I mean, he's got Tyus Bowser, Patrick queen, Pernell McPhee around him to, to help him and guide him. Like, even if he messes up, those guys can cover up for him. So I I still think you're going to get production on Malik Harrison. Uh, You know, it may even lead to a bigger contract elsewhere. Once LJ Fort comes back, they may not be able to retain him. So I think he he's going to be just fine. He's going to be just fine. Just coach him up. Yeah, and I think the, the you know the other exciting part to this team, right, is you know they they definitely have their fair share of veterans, but man, um, you know there are some amazing young talents with Queen Humphrey. You know, it's I mean I think they stole Peters. I just the way that I see it for the Ravens is when they're building up this core, you guys. I, I mean, like this is a core that I think is going to be good together for a very long time. And it's something we don't talk about because they're they're in such a win now mode given how good their team is. But they're going to be consistently good for a long, long time. And, you know, Devin, a question I, I was thinking about today is, you know, the it's a lot of teams could have, you know, really good pieces on a unit, right? Really good, you know, players on an offense, really good players on a defense. But if you look at this defense, there are a lot of players I would consider elite at what they do. You know, how do you see that in terms of when you're looking at these players and you're looking at these names, you know, is it just one of those things where you're like, wow, you know, not only are they, you know, good players, but they're elite. And can that affect what everybody's been so frustrated about with Baltimore, which is a lack of a passing game and a lack of, you know, the ownership in front office pursuing offensive help? Yeah, I mean, it's a tough call because that has been their kryptonite is the passing game. Um, And at least this offseason, they've at least done what they can (laughs) to address those problems uh there's certainly i feel like more that they could have done but i mean rashad bateman did fall right into their lap uh sammy watkins is by far uh long past a number one option but maybe 
Baltimore gives him something uh, more juice or something. Uh, but as far as the defense goes, yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, there, there's definitely enough names there, uh, at least to be able. I mean, Baltimore is just going to be good uh, defensively just because yeah. of the fact that they consistently just pull all of the defensive talent. Um, that's what they're good at. And I mean, when addressing the offense, it can be frustrating uh, when you think about it. Um, we have still yet to see a number one running back for Lamar Jackson, and we have still yet to see a number one wide receiver. Um, but yeah. they have all of the defensive talent in the world. So yeah, I mean, it's it's contradicting to, to see uh, this team. But I, I think with the way that it's structured now, I think that they're going to find... They, they should find plenty of success. Well, you know, and here's the other thing. with it, it, The Ravens piss me off as an organization offensively. <laughs> you, you're gonna, you, they, they, are, they have basically decided, hey, you know, we have had this need for freaking years to go get a wide receiver. And I've been barking this. I've been barking this for like two years that it's a joke that they haven't gone out and actually gone for a legitimate veteran receiver. They go out, they get Sammy Watkins. They think Sammy Watkins is going to do it for him. They still have Miles Boykin on the freaking roster. You know, this is a t- this is a team that just you. It is it is absurd to me that this team didn't look for a veteran wide receiver. Bryce, this is a this is a. It, there's really no excuse for it. They should be looking for a star talent. They should be looking to pay him, and they should be looking to get this team up and going. I think Lamar with the star level wide receiver when it matters is a good quarterback and, and even greater quarterback mark andrews is also another problem for me and nobody's talking about it mark andrews had a horrible season last year he had a horrible season by mark andrews standards last year and you need him to be the best the best passing option on your team and the fact of the matter is if he can't win in a one-on-one situation when it matters who else is going to bryce who else is going to do that and that is a joke and a half that this front office did jack crap to go out and fix and get a legitimate piece to go with Lamar Jackson. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate, but again, I I, I think uh, Lamar's got to make a little more plays. Uh, You're so foolish. He no, was an MVP not, two I'm years not, ago. I'm not, I'm not. This is, this is what great quarterbacks do. Am I wrong? Do you know, do you know who, who Patrick Mahomes is going to be throwing to other than Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey? Well, they unfortunately the Ravens do not have Tyreek Hill. Nicole Hardman. Nicole Hardman. No, everyone wants to put Andrews as a top five tight end in the league. Is he or is he not? Okay. Is he a top five oh tight end in the league? God. Is he a top five tight end in the league? Is he He's or is not he not? Travis Kelsey. Everyone He's everyone not. everyone He's speaks not. very highly of Mark Andrews. I'm just saying. He's the You can blame the receivers all day, but no, sometimes it's Aaron, nice Aaron, when you got Aaron a top Rogers, five wide receiver. Aaron Rodgers was playing with guys that came out of nowhere. No, are you are you serious? Devontae Cobb. Adams comes out of the middle of nowhere. No, that's what I'm you not, got I'm for not, me, you schmuck. I'm talking about Look at that silence. Look Cobb. at that silence. Randall Cobb. I mean, come oh. on, dude. Jordy Nelson, where'd he come from? I mean, come on, man. He makes. Are you saying he that makes... those guys aren't good without Rodgers? No, they aren't good. No, look at Jordy Nelson oh, after he left the Packers. No. Oh, oh. Go look at it. Look at Randall Cobb without this Aaron Rodgers. Go look at it. This is absurd. What do you see? No, he makes what do Valdez I see? Scantling. He makes Valdez Scantling actually look like a viable option out on the field. 
even though he wouldn't make a roster anywhere else. But don't you think that it changes a little bit when you have the best wide receiver in the game and you can get some one-on-one coverage every once in a while and a top quarterback sure. giving you the ball? Sure, but Devontae Adams wasn't on that level for a long time. <laughs> this, is, this is ridiculous. I, 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 I forgot, I forgot how absurd you are on the Ravens. I just forgot. Okay. You're absurd. Okay. You, you, are, you are coming okay. into this argument. Okay. You hold Lamar Jackson to a greater standard. You hold Lamar Jackson to a greater standard than anybody. Because he's in an MVP. Oh, oh, and then you, you're completely low on him when he's putting up a, year, a very solid year like he did last year. And I'm sorry that he didn't match solid, solid, a record-selling I'm sorry he didn't match a record-setting year that he had for his MVP season. Okay. I, I apologize. Okay. Why can Aaron Rodgers come out time and time again and do it? Why can Patrick Mahomes come He's out time and time again and do it? I don't understand. I'm, I'm confused. Well, it's all, oh, Devin, I'm you have confused. anything to say to this? This is, this is ridiculous. No comments. Do we get to talk about any other team tonight? Do we get to no, do I will. that? I is will. I will. And I and that's what I'm getting to right now. The Green Bay Packers, who, you know. A oh, somebody with an actual good quarterback. Awesome. Yeah, yeah whatever. This is, right. a, this is a Green Bay Packers team that basically went through everything you could think of in the offseason. They, you know, were trying to figure out their situation with the quarterback. Uh, it didn't look like he was going to stay. It looked like he was going to leave. And then all of a sudden he comes back. Somehow, Rodgers looks like he is going to play this season for the Packers. So, Devin, I just want to start with this. I I mean, is it just plain and simple? Like, if they do not win the Super Bowl, is this season just in general a bust? Because, you know, and if they don't win the Super Bowl, in your opinion, does that open the door up more for potentials Rodgers Rodgers departure? Yeah, I I think this is full-on Super Bowl or bust. I mean, it's either Rodgers is leaving or he's retiring after this season, in my opinion. Uh, or if they win, he comes back. I mean, there's. The, I feel like that's really the only three options. Uh, there's really not much leeway for the Packers this season. Like, it is full-on Super Bowl or bust. And to be honest with you, I don't know if they're completely a Super Bowl team. Wow. What what do you what do you think what do you, why do you not think that or why do you not think that they are a it's Super just, Bowl roster right now? Ever since that Super Bowl win, it's just always something with them. Always something. Uh, you know they they lose in the big games. They've lost mm-hmm. in the big games. Uh, they disappoint. I don't know. I mean, I think Aaron Rodgers is a great enough talent to you know flip that script. But I'm just saying, you know, at least in previous years. There's always just been something that has stopped them. Interesting, Bryce. Do you do you agree with the Super Bowl or, or bus notion? And you know, are are you like Devin in the sense of you're skeptical if they even can can make the whole thing and and even you know go for the whole title? Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. It's a Super Bowl or bust. And yeah, I do have the reservations, just like uh, our small market king Devin Voss does. And, and it's this it's the same thing every year, Caleb. It's the defense. It. it Period. They have made no improvements on the defensive side of the football. I think they they added uh, Devondre Campbell. That was it. They they really didn't do anything in free agency. In fact, they lost more than they added, and their draft wasn't great either. Now well, they I'll added Kevin this. King. That's a great. That's a great second. Uh, they re-signed him. They re-signed they, him. That's Missed a great. Him. That's a great quarter. Great no, second no, quarter. Do, hey, do you remember him just getting roasted in the playoffs? Because I do. I don't. I don't. I I think Green I Bay do. Packers fans are trying not to remember that. 
Oh, I, oh, I remember Trying. perfectly. Look, okay. I, I think, I think, uh, I think Jair Alexander is a stud. I think Preston Smith is a stud. I think Zadarius Smith is a stud. I think Rashawn Gary can take a step this season if he gets if he sees the field. I think they have pieces on defense, but they don't have enough. I, I'm really not in love with their front three. I'm not in love with their entire linebacking core. Uh, they're secondary, other than Jair Alexander, is suspect at best. I'm just not sold on it. And in the NFC, you have to stop teams like Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. You have to stop Sean McVay in the Rams. You have to stop Kyle Shanahan in the 49ers, whatever they end up doing with their with their quarterback situation. There are talented teams in the NFC, and you have to – not uh, not saying that Green Bay can't put up points because they absolutely can, but you also have to stop that team from scoring, the other team from scoring. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's my reservation. It always it seems like the same story with the Packers every year. What's their defense going to be like? And for me, I don't think I don't think it's that great. Devin, when I look through this defense. Um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, the Kenny Clarks, the Preston Smiths, this is Darius Smiths, uh, Jair, you know, there's some pieces there, right? Darnell Savage. Um, but a guy that that's always been a big name, uh, that is just, I feel like eh, whether it's at Michigan, whether that's in the NFL that I feel like is someone underperformed is Rashawn Gary. You know, there's a lot on camp thinking that he can be a legitimate threat this year. And at least they're hoping that he can really develop into what they believe his potential is. What do you see from Rashawn Gary? And why do you think that Gary is not? Um, yeah, I, I mean, why do you think Gary's not what everybody has wanted him to be? Yeah, that one's tough. Uh, I feel like there's been a long line of great defensive players from Michigan that just haven't turned out in the league. I'm not really totally sure why that is. Um, I was waiting for Bryce to say something, but uh, <laughs> um, being silent, Gary. I mean, we we saw how dominant he was in college, um, so it is kind of shocking to see his struggles in the league. I mean, I felt he would come in and do uh, quite well, but um, as we all saw, he's been struggling a little bit. So I don't know. I mean, it's definitely there. Uh, we definitely saw it in so college. Still losing, you know, it's just a thing. We He's comfortable there. We definitely no, shut up. <laughs> can't oh wait God. to beat him by 30 oh again God. this year. I can't Man. wait. Shut, shut Break up. that he game down. Hold he can't hold Go it. ahead, Devin. <laughs> Not that I was just going to say. It's definitely there in him. And uh, I mean, sometimes some players need need a little time to, to make that adjustment. So uh, I guess we'll see uh, going into this season if, if he can flip the script. But uh, so far has not been terrific. Yeah. And, and I just, you know, is there any way, Devin, that it, could you see him maybe is a transition to defensive end, something that's worth considering? Do you think that he can do that? Like, because right now it's got him at the depth chart at linebacker and I'm looking at their linebackers and it's like, dang, like, you know, outside it's like, hello, I got Preston Smith. I got Darius Smith. Is there a reason to maybe move him and try him at the, 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 at the defensive end position? I, I just feel like there's ways to maximize this team. And Bryce, this is a defense, as we've mentioned, it's been heavily criticized, uh, you know, particularly the corner position. They go out, they get Eric Stokes, 
That's the guy that they're going to hope comes in and takes the second corner position. Do you think that, you know, that was the smart pick? And, you know, what have you seen from him in his time in Georgia? You know, end of the first round, a lot of criticism behind that. You know, is he enough as a second corner? Are they going to look to move on from Kevin King here, in your opinion? I, I'll be honest, Caleb, if you go look at Green Bay draft history in the first round, okay, they've invested – all of their picks from the past, I think five or six years in defense, except one. And that was to take Jordan Love. Not a single one of those guys have really panned out for them. So I'm really struggling this time, you know, trying to make a prediction on, on, on a guy like Eric Stokes, because history will have you that this doesn't turn out very well. And I, I don't think that a rookie cornerback is ready to jump into this loaded NFC and just start covering guys like that. I don't know that, you know, they're going to try to move off Kevin King for this kid. I could be very wrong. I I really don't have a good prediction for you to, for you, Caleb. I'll be honest though. The odds don't look good. The odds don't look good for, for Mr. Eric Stokes out of Georgia. Well, I will say the odds do look good for their offense though. Right. I think all of us agree with that. You know, what are we seeing from this year's Green Bay offense, Bryce, you know, they, they've definitely, you know, they still have, you know, guys like, you know, Billy Turner, I think is very good for them. Jenkins is very good for them. You know, Tanya came off a very nice season for them. Uh, Devonte Adams, Aaron Jones, the list goes on. Yari, there's great players there. Bryce, what, what are the re like, what are you seeing from this offense that you think can get better? Like they kept a lot of guys, they reshape the receiver room, but for the most part, it's a very similar team. I think I think the biggest the biggest change there uh, is going to be wide receiver number two. Mm. And, I mean, if you go out and you look at the depth chart, okay, they still have Devonte Adams, Valdez Scantling as two, Alan Lazard as three. Aaron Rodgers requested they get Randall Cobb, a very simple request. Well, they went out and they got Randall Cobb from Texas, from the Texans who are just having an absolute fire sale on their veterans. They get Randall Cobb for nothing. I am apt to believe that Randall Cobb is going to have a very good season and he's going to be the wide receiver number two. Wow. Rodgers loves Randall Cobb. Him and Adams were, were stars uh, in that offense. Randall Cobb knows the offense. I think he's going to have a very good year. I think that's going to be the difference in this team. Huh. I think the offensive line is good. Bakhtiari dealing with some stuff. Uh, sure. They switch centers this year. They lose Corey Lindsley uh, to the Chargers. Um, but Josh Myers, a very solid I, center. I so I, I I want to hate on it, but I really can't because I feel like Josh Myers is, is very capable. I'm not in love with the offensive line, but I don't hate it either. I think it's definitely a middle-of-the-pack offensive line. And then it just comes down to can Aaron Rodgers stay healthy? Well, both Aaron's can both Aaron's stay healthy. You know, AJ Dillon showed us some things. Um, he's stepping into that RB two role after Jamal Williams departs for uh, the Detroit Lions for whatever reason. Um, so I think it, it really comes down to the health of, the, of both Aaron's. Can Aaron Rodgers stay healthy? Can Aaron Jones stay healthy? Period. 
And and Devin, how do you how do you view this offense? I mean, this is an offense that was absolutely on fire, right? But they basically, you know, as as Bryce mentioned, the transactions, the movement, um, you know, the big things they did at wide receiver, Randall Cobb, and they drafted Amari Rogers. Uh, do you think that those moves can be enough to move them up an, a level or give them some more creativity as an offensive unit? Absolutely. And uh, before I continue, I just need to ask. How the hell is Mercedes Lewis still in the league and still on a roster? I think it is a joke. This dude has been around since David Gerard in Mercedes. Oh, yeah, baby. Jones drew Jacksonville. But it makes me wonder, like, if that's one of those situations that Aaron talked about where he's like, guys like that, experienced veteran guys. I like, you know, those are guys that need to stay in our locker room. And granted, I think Mercedes Lewis has certainly fallen off in his play. But, you know, I I mean, he's always been somebody that has been, you know, if you hear the broadcasts and you hear people talk about Lewis in his time, there's always been a level of like, oh, he's a he's a leader. He's somebody that people follow. He's been around the league. He's done it for a long time. I mean, I thought the same thing to myself, Devin, but. When I really think about it and I see what happened in, a, in the offseason for Green Bay, I guess Aaron Rodgers has a lot to do with that. Well, regardless, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with Bryce. Uh, I, I do think that uh, Randall Cobb has the opportunity to become the second uh, leading receiver on this team this season uh, just because of him and uh, Aaron's connection. Um he really didn't show too many signs of slowing down all that much with the Texans. Uh, he was, they, they used him as quite a playmaker as kind of a gadget guy uh, in their offense. So, uh, I mean, I guess that's kind of a, a good thing for um, the Packers as you know, he's not completely deteriorated like a normal wide sure. receiver would be at this point. Uh and uh, Valdez Scantling is uh, uh, Amari Rogers might be able to put something up, but um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I do think I, I agree with um, you guys on that aspect as well. Is that it, I mean, it comes down to Aaron Rodgers can he stay healthy, and Aaron Jones can he stay healthy? I mean, yeah, Aaron Jones was like the highest you know powering thing to that offense last season, and you know, his can his struggles kind of brought them down. Yeah, I think Aaron Jones is a beast. And, you know, I really hope that they don't think to themselves that A.J. Dillon can do what Aaron Jones does. I really hope they don't because I think Aaron Jones is a very valuable player for their offense. And, I, you know, I think it was smart they went out and they paid him because I, I just – what he does for them and how he helps Aaron Rodgers is something that is is too valuable to really comprehend. Uh, next up, the Cleveland Browns, a team that – has made a lot of moves, put themselves in a position where they might be uh, AFC contenders looking at a possible Super Bowl opportunity. Uh, Devin, what, what are your initial thoughts on Stefanski? Uh, you know, this is a year where I feel like he can really grow with this roster. They went out, they made some really nice moves in the offseason. John Johnson, Javion Clowney. You know, they, they seem to be looking for that prime leap. Right. And Stefanski has been able to innovate some really good offenses going back to his time in Minnesota. They looked awfully good last year. I feel like we're looking for a big step. Do you agree? Yeah. I mean, I I tell you what, I was not big on the Stefanski hire last season. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he, I mean, he made me my words. Uh, The dude 
coached the Browns up to a really good playoff team. Yeah. Uh, he made Baker Mayfield look like a completely different player. Um, and not to mention, he actually utilized both of his running backs to form one of the deadliest duos uh, in terms on the ground in the league. Uh, this team's bringing back Odell. Uh, you got Jarvis that's still there. Rashard um, Higgins. I mean, uh, oh, even Donovan Peoples-Jones. Can't forget about him. Uh, the O-line's always been solid, uh, but especially, especially now uh, in Cleveland. And not to mention the defense. The defense is incredible. They have tons of talent. Uh, I, I think this Browns team is going to be very legit this season. Bryce, um, you're completely, uh, you know, you, you've been up and down on the Browns in your past. You've, you've, been a, you've not necessarily been a huge fan in general of AFC North teams. What, uh, what do you see here from the Cleveland Browns? Can I start off with a flaming of intake? Go ahead. <clears throat> in fact, I'll give you a lock it in, Caleb. Lock it in as the Browns, as the AFC North champs. Lock it in. All right. They're going to win the division. I'm not going to push you back on that. And, and, and I, I, I have a couple concerns about the team, but not much. Not much, really. I don't. <laughs> One, I think this really comes down to the health of, of the wide receivers. Okay. It, how does Odell look after the injury? Totally Is, great. It, it, how does Jarvis Landry look this season? It, you know, he kind of struggled after Odell went down. He saw more targets, but passing game was still kind of eh. Okay. It's obviously a running team first, and rightfully so. You have Nick Chubb sure. and Kareem Hunt, who, I mean, if you give Kareem Hunt legit RB1 touches on another team, he could legitimately be a top 10 running back in the league. Okay. So you potentially have two top 10 running backs on your team in your backfield. Okay. Right now, they have two top 10 running backs? I'm saying oh. it's very possible. I'm not, I'm not guaranteeing. I'm saying it's very possible. If Kareem Hunt is on a different team and he's a bell cow, I think it's very possible. Okay. And this defense, they added a lot. They they lost a lot, but they added a lot. Okay. They add Malik Jackson on the interior line. They add Jadavion Clowney to op- to go opposite of Miles Garrett. They add Anthony Walker Jr. from the Colts, who is an up-and-coming linebacker in this league. I'm still not thrilled with their linebacking core. That That's another concern for me. I, I am a little concerned. But Voss, they did steal your boy in the draft. Yes, they did. They did steal your boy. So yes, let's see if did. he if he sees the field this year, maybe play himself into a starting spot. I think it's very possible. But I am I am salivating over this secondary. Oh, mm. baby. Mm. Oh, baby. Mm. Oh. <laughs> oh. Denzel Woo. Ward and Troy Hill at corner with Greedy Williams and and newly drafted Greg Newsom the second as depth. And then John you, Johnson. Have, you have John Ronnie Harrison and John Johnson with Grant Delpit and Richard LeCount the third. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that 
last eight minutes secondary oh, is unbelievable. Baby. I don't know how oh. they have the room to keep those guys. Oh. I don't know how it's possible. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Golly. Not to mention one of the best offensive lines in the NFL with Jedrick Wills, who had an outstanding rookie campaign. Yeah. Joel Batonio, J.C. Treader, Wyatt Teller, Jack Conklin, a fan, a, a Zach Griffith, big fan of Jack Conklin. Big fan of Jack Conklin. Big fan. Massive. So I, I really like this team. I think it's fun. Um, I think they're going to open up the passing game a lot more than they did in, in season one with Stefanski. Uh, Caleb, that was a reoccurring theme. And we finally saw the passing game pop open. Like I told you guys, I, I said, look, they're yeah, running the did. ball. They're setting up this this passing game. Yeah, and I think did. it's going to open up. Uh, they still have, you know, their tight end smorgasbord of Austin Hooper, David Joku, and Harrison Bryant. Those are good players. They have depth at a lot of positions. So I, I think this team is legit. I, I really like them to win the AFC North. Is it going to be easy? No. No, it's not. Not by any stretch of the imagination. But I think it is very doable. And I think they do it. You know, this is it's interesting, Bryce, that you have a hot take. You might want to crank up the degrees a little bit right here with what I'm about to say. I uh, One of the first things I have to say, though, before this is, I have to apologize. Last year, last year, I mistakenly oh, yes. suggested oh, yes. that Baker Mayfield didn't oh, have what yes. it takes. Oh, yes. I mistakenly suggested that he was not famously, going to be that guy. Famously. And the reason that I'm bringing this up now is because what I'm about to say relies on Baker Mayfield being that dude. Okay. Do you guys want to know what this is? Yeah, I do. I, yeah. I'm very I'm curious because this is going to be a complete three, uh, complete 180 from what you were saying last season. I Heck yeah, it is, baby. Because I got a lot. I got a pencil in representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. Oh, my. God. I think the Cleveland <laughs> wow. Browns. I think the Cleveland Browns. I think I'm serious. I think the Cleveland Browns have tremendous depth. I think they've got good chemistry. I think Baker Mayfield's the real deal. And I'm buying all the oh, I'm Lynn, buying this. Are, I'm buying Beckham. In. I am buying Landry together. I am buying this backfield. This is a great offensive line. Unless something gets just screwy. Okay, I just think realistically, this team has a ton of talent and I think that they can put it together. And I think Baker Mayfield has a chance to prove himself as a top 10 quarterback by the end of the season. I think there is no I think Baker Mayfield, I he made me eat my words last season. And I'm going to be the guy on the network this season that says Baker Mayfield is that dude. And everybody in the network can suck it when I say that Baker Mayfield's going to come out and have a party. And, and as far as I'm concerned, you know, look, this is this is a team that I just, you know, they've got a lot of pieces that I like, Bryce. You know, I like the Rams. You know, John Johnson was a player that I couldn't stop drooling over. I got a room with them in the fifth floor of the Hilton Inn. I just think that John Johnson is a fantastic defensive player mixed in with all of the chemistry that they already have. Miles Garrett is a true superstar. I think he's an arguably defense. He's a top five defensive player of the year candidate. I am loving the Browns. I'm loving the Browns. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, Devin, I got one other thing for you before we go. Um, many, many enjoyed Cleveland's draft. Why do you think that is? Do you feel like that they fixed the needs and or even do you think that they had a good draft? I mean, I, I know we talked about it a little bit, uh, you know, when we did our draft preview a couple months back, but it seems like forever uh, as it as your stance changed on the Cleveland draft. No, it's been absolutely terrific. Uh, 
I mean, not only were you able to get Greg Newsom as late as you did, but uh, as we mentioned earlier, they're able to get Jeremiah Usu-Kormoa in the second round. Uh, and just those two guys alone, I mean, getting a day one linebacker on the second day, I mean, that's that's already a win. Right. Uh, and then adding, you know, what they did with the rest of their picks. Yeah, it fantastic from the Cleveland Browns. I, I give them yeah. full credit for what they've been able to do. Um, and and one last thing with uh, with Baker Mayfield, just, just to add to it, all he Go needed ahead. was the confidence. I mean, he had tons of head coaching yeah, changes in his, you know, his years as a quarterback. All he needed was just a little confidence. And I think he was able to get that last season. We've seen a confident Baker Mayfield at OU, and we know what he could do. So, I mean, I, I think really that's all he needed was just a little confidence boost, uh, better play, better offense, better scheming. And I think this year, I, I think it's going to be a great year for Baker Mayfield. Yeah, he won me over. He won me over. Uh, meanwhile, Matt Nagy's never won me over. The nah. Chicago Bears are the next team that's up on the list, and and their front, they're they are uh, they're uh, the the segment that I have for this is hello. They got a new quarterback, and they're not going to start Justin Fields. They're going to stall Andy Dalton. Devin, what kind of joke is this? Why in the world are we talking about Andy Dalton as a week one starter instead of Justin Fields, who they traded up for in this draft? What What is the whole strategy behind this, Devin? This is an organization that got their whole fan base fired up, and they go and say that Andy Dalton, who Bryce needs to eat it on, eat crow on, is not a legit, is not a quarterback. It, Justin Fields should be the guy here. Devin, what's the what do you think the reasoning is for Andy Dahl being the quarterback? Look, I honestly I, I think it's just commitment purposes, in my opinion. They yeah. gave him the money in the offseason, and then they unexpectedly eh, unexpectedly were able to be in position to draft Justin Fields. Oh, yeah. Uh that could be a factor in it. Yeah. Uh everything that I've seen, at least from the clips indicates that Justin Fields should be the starter. Uh, but don't get me wrong, I'm not hating on Andy Dalton. Like, the guy can at least sling it. Like, oh, he's, come he's, on. No, he is the red right look, Caleb. Look, oh, look, look, he's not... He's he's not going to be terrific by any means, but he's, not all, he's also not going to lose you games. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think Justin Fields should be starting, but is Andy Dalton serviceable? Yes. Uh, give me Nick Foles. No, no, let me, let me in here. Bryce, let me go in ahead. Here. Let me go in ahead. here. Justin Fields is that guy, baby. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Justin Fields All right, Fields so why don't the Bears starting. see it? Why don't the Bears because, see it? Because they're an embarrassing franchise, Caleb. And oh, you want to know why? This is why. This is why they're an embarrassing franchise, because they don't care about the offensive line. This is why. If you can cut a 29-year-old tackle in Charles Leno Jr., you absolutely do it. If you can cut Bobby Massey, you absolutely do it. And and what do you do instead? We go draft an offensive tackle who needs back surgery. An offensive tackle that needs back surgery? Oh, okay, that's not fair. I mean, you didn't know that you were necessarily. Oh, oh no, Caleb, you're that. right. You're right. That's unfair. They they went ahead and signed 39 year old just Jason Peters, who isn't even going to start for them. So I, <laughs> it it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. It, it's a good thing they drafted a running quarterback in Justin Fields because I tell you what, he's got some wheels and he's going to have to use them behind that offensive line. You can guarantee that. Not to mention, they I don't have appreciate a third the string- hate of. 
I don't know. Appreciate no, the hate of, of, of some of these offensive linemen. Such German as Fetty you know, is good. German Fetty is good. Yeah, he's good. Fetty is good. Okay. But but th- this this franchise is so incompetent. They have a third string quarterback that they're paying millions and millions of dollars to who are now looking to trade. Okay. They are an incompetent franchise. They need to cut David Montgomery. He's a bum. Get what? him off your team. Yeah, he's what? trash. What? Get him off your team. Allen Robinson right now looking Are at you it, is probably oh the best God. offensive player outside of Justin Fields on what? the roster. It, this is a joke. This is a joke. a joke. No, I'm not a joke. This is Are a you joke. seriously going to tell joke. me that David Montgomery should be cut? Yeah, yeah, I am actually. What a I joke am. is yeah, this? Yeah, it's not a joke. He's David Montgomery had a ridiculous season no, last he year. He goes really, for a thousand no, no, yards, okay. fifth, okay. tied for fifth in the league last season. Okay. Eight great. touchdowns. He's okay. looking for a massive season this year. Okay, yeah, I doubt that. But you're okay, ridiculous. Sure. You're ridiculous. Sure. You're ridiculous. That's the sure. worst take I've ever heard. No, that's fine. You're, you are that's saying fine. you are saying right now that David Montgomery, who's arguably the second best player on the Bears' offense, should be cut. Yeah, yeah, you know who should join them too? Devin Singletary. He should join them on the cut on the oh, waiver wire. That's where that's, that, that's where they can go. No, that's foolish. The, the Bears, the Bears have been a team that has tried to figure out their identity offensively. And in my opinion, David Montgomery can be a big catalyst in how they get okay. that going. Okay. Allen Robinson's a stud. Darnell Moody is a really nice second receiver. I actually think it was so smart that they kind of rose him up and got rid of Anthony Miller. I just, the way that I see it is like, you know, this is a team that, you know, when I look at the bears, there's obviously pieces that concern me, but you know, Montgomery and Robinson are good. And, you know, here's the other thing that I also get tired of Devin. And then I, you know, and I'm going to ask you a question is I get tired of the fact that this team continues to still think that Tariq Cohen is a pro bowler and continues <laughs> to sign veteran running backs like Damian Williams, who should who would, honestly, who might steal away from David Montgomery, who goes for tied for fifth place in NFL rushing. This is just a complete joke to me what the bears are doing offensively. Devin, when you, when you, you look at this team when you when you see the offense you know what is a if you had to put it as a team you're like here are the goals i want to have offensively as a team for the chicago bears what is that like if you're a fan like what are you wanting to see just justin fields not get hurt and Allen <laughs> robinson become happy like seriously like i don't think chicago bears fans optimistically know what to do when looking at their offense i don't think they know I mean, I know it. I know if fans won, they want to see Justin Fields slinging balls to mm. to all of his receivers. Yeah. Uh, not only that, though. I mean, I yeah. You know, it it's tough in Chicago. Uh, a lot of things going on with the Bears. I I really truly don't know how to judge this team uh, in terms of what what they're gonna do. Uh, you know, a few years back. They kind of shocked people before they fizzled out. Uh, I, it's it's so tough, and it it all kind of to me hinges on the one guy that Caleb Lynn is just drooling to torch. Oh shoot! And okay, Matt Nagy. Oh, uh, I <laughs> oh, I definitely am. Um, the offensive genius of this Bears offense, who I am. that term loosely consistently struggled and looks pretty ingenious. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
believing. Are you in... saying that Chicago thought they were getting Andy Reid's protege to come in and perform an offense as good as that? And here's the part that blows my mind. Matt Nagy doesn't adjust to his personnel. They're running the same offense. They're running in Kansas City in Chicago. They're trying to do the same stuff with personnel that doesn't do that. They don't do that. And it's just blowing my mind that this that this football team and this front office and ownership management is not seeing that. I think just a tweak in the playbook changes the team as, as an offensive group. In addition, it's just subtracting different things. The players are good, but if they're not being used right, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And that is coaching, period, point blank. There's no question about it that when I name and nominate my top five get the sack candidates this year, Bryce, I can guarantee you Mad Nagy is a top five get the sack candidate. This is oh, this is a this is a legitimate problem for the Bears offensively that they are still letting Mad Nagy run the freaking keys. But let's talk about something good with them, which is their defense. I don't care what people say. This is still a loaded defense, and I don't care about the fact that they let go of Fuller because I think Jalen Johnson is looking for a big year. And I think that the Chicago Bears could have a very very good defensive campaign. I like what this team could be this season. I'm looking at big years. I'm looking at guys that I just feel like are going to take another step up. All right. I'm thinking Roquan Smith can be that dude this season. All right. He's already been really good, but I think he's going to come out and be a monster. Okay. I think Khalil Mack, there's already been so much reports that Mack is changing his approach at the line and he's looking faster off the line. You guys, a generational pass rusher looking fast off the line is scary for the NFL. There, this is this is a defense that has been basically screwed over for years. And Bryce, I want I want to get your input on this because this is a defense that I think still has a a a top ten potential ceiling that's very strong. I just I like this defense a lot. I still think there's a ton of great pieces here optimistically, can they make this team relatively uh, competitive? I guess is what I would say. Mm, I guess they can. I, I think it's possible, but I think they have an uphill battle. I really do. I, On defense? Yeah, I do. I All right, do. Where? I, 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 I'm still not in love with their front three. They have a are big you, sir, problem. Are you, they have a what big are you talking about? What, 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 what? Are, you, are you drug price? Uh, it's just have you seen Akeem Hicks play? I do not think any Goldman in the middle. It, man. I'm just, the I'm just pancakes offensive line mate. I, that's, no, this I, is foolish. I'm talking about as a unit. Okay. I'm not talking oh, about individuals my, here. I, oh, I'm just not, God. man. I, I don't know. I, I'm just not in love with it. And, and I think they have a big problem at cornerback number two. Massive problem. Massive. massive problem. Massive problem. They, they could they they made some massive nice low problem. risk moves with the potential of them sure. working out. I don't hate it. Sure. I don't hate it. Sure. I, I okay, think I'm, I think there's I think there's some holes in the defense. I think it's I think it could yeah, but I think it's embar- I think it's embarrassing that you're going to say that the that the front of this defense as as concerns. I think that's embarrassing. It. I'm sorry okay. that they've got an all pro defensive end, okay. a legitimate nose tackle, and one of the greatest pass rushers you and I have ever freaking seen on that defensive line. God, you, I you love are- the linebacking core. I think the linebacking core is awesome. Oh my god. Oh my God, Devin! What do you have to? This is this is ridiculous. I I'm, I apologize if my co-host is like this. Okay. What do you see from the Chicago Bears as defensive unit? 
I mean, I have no issues with their defense. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Whoa. the cornerback room could be could turn out to be an issue, but I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt until That's I see exactly otherwise. Right. That's uh, exactly right. I mean, you got Eddie Jackson in the backfield. He's great safety. Uh, about Tayshawn, that, no, yeah. I didn't. <laughs> Tayshawn Gibson ahead. Sr., also pretty solid. Uh, I mean, really, it's never been the defense. And the, really, the only thing that I stress with the Bears is that defense is not getting any younger. And that's, I, that's I, exactly I just hate, right. That's I hate, exactly right. I hate, I hate to see that defense be wasted for this dang long because of offensive incompetence. I, it I, is so bad. 100%, 100%. It's a defense that at least the past few years could have been one of those teams that, you know, could have propelled the team to a pretty deep playoff run. And instead, offensive incompetence has just just been abysmal. But, you know, the thing that blows my mind with the Bears right now, Devin, is I, like, saw these reports a couple weeks ago where it's like, hey, the Raiders want to trade for Kloback. And part of me thought to myself, like, can I trust the Bears to say no? <laughs> I'd be lying if that did come through my mind. Like, Chicago Chicago has, Chicago in general, there seems to be a construction issue. This team had cap money two years ago to go get somebody. They could have built the offensive line. They could have went out and got some pass targets. You know what they did? They felt like they needed to add Robert Quinn to make their dynasty. Look, the it, this is just a team that I think, you know, they, they've they're really in a tight pinch, and they're going to be in a tighter pinch if Justin Fields isn't the real deal. And I think Bears fans are optimistic, thinking that he is the real deal, and I think they should try to play him. And hopefully they do, uh, because I just think that the Bears have the talent, they have the potential, in my opinion, to be a very solid team and win some good ugly games and we'll go from there next up Pittsburgh Steelers have a lousy quarterback situation Ben Roethlisberger goes out makes all the comments acts like he's going to retire doesn't retire uh they they bring he's back uh they've got a tremendous set of weapons there's no question about it Najee Harris uh Deontay Johnson Chase Claypool Juice Smith-Schuster uh Bryce your favorite Eric Ebron and the uh, defense has been a very has been a very good uh a bit, very good unit uh but in the second half of the season it never felt like they got it together uh but I just feel like Devin we have to start it or sorry Bryce we have to start a quarterback because I just simply don't understand why in the world the Pittsburgh Steelers are comfortable with bringing Ben Roethlisberger back in my personal opinion, he is the worst quarterback in this division. And I think that it is, it, is, it is insane to me that a team that has a roster the way they do is okay with the guy who could potentially really limit the, the, the talent that this team has. Ben Roethlisberger at this point in his career is not – his deep ball is not what he's going for. Everything's quick hits. It's why Deontay Johnson's always a good PPR guy because it's quick hits. It's, it's like what – what can we expect from Big Ben at this point? What is going to all of a sudden change from last year to this year that that we're just that we aren't seeing, Bryce? Well, Caleb, I mean, he's healthier. His arm is stronger. He's finally got himself together. But there's one small problem, Caleb. They have decimated their offensive line. Okay, so Big Ben can come back and go on one last ride, but he does not have the team that he's had 
his entire career. He does not have the offensive line that he's had. He does not. I, I think his running backs will be fine, but they're not up to par to what he's normally had. Um, I think there's some question marks at the wide receiver position, um, in, in my opinion. But And Ben might have a good year, but it's kind of stacked against him. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I I just shared a video to, to our group, Caleb. Juju Smith-Schuster was doing the crate challenge two weeks before the season starts. What if he fell off those crates and snapped his ankle or towards ACL or something to that manner? The dude can't grow up. He's not taking football seriously. No, that's, that's And it's ridiculous. embarrassing. No, it's that's embarrassing. That's Juju foolish. is no longer a wide receiver, no. number one. It's Deontay Uh-oh. Johnson. And, and in my opinion, I think Chase Claypool has more upside at this point. I still think he's a good receiver. I still think these are good weapons. I think Big Ben can absolutely use them. And I do think you're right, Caleb. Big Ben might be the worst quarterback in this division, but he also could shut you up at the same time. That's exactly right. And Devin, that's what it leads me to, you know, ask you about. This is an offensive line that is, as Bryce mentioned, is definitely deteriorated. That some of these, you know, quote unquote anchor pieces that the Steelers have always been used to having in their offensive lines, not really there. Uh, you know, Trey Turner is back and, and Dotson, Kevin Dotson uh, has, has some, has some serious promise. I know they're really liking what he's given about a camp. You know, what is, what are you seeing from this Pittsburgh Steelers offense and how moving forward do you see this unit come out this season? Like, I also think Devin, I, I understand Najee Harris had a wicked college year. Okay. He had a great year. He was, he was the best running back college for a reason, Devin, but that's a lot of pressure. Like, it seems like they are basically saying, Najee, it is you and nobody else. Go to your thing. Good luck with an offensive line that hasn't been as good as years past. You know, like, is it reasonable? What is reasonable to expect from the Pittsburgh Steelers right now, Devin? Yeah, I mean, I, I really do uh, agree with you guys. I think it really just hinders on Ben Roethlisberger this season. I mean, the dude... <laughs> No matter how much he wants to come back uh, or is flirting with the idea of retirement, I I think he hinders this offense once again this season. I mean, we saw it last year. Uh, He just wasn't Ben Roethlisberger, and I don't think he really is anymore. I mean, one could argue that Phillip Rivers at his age was slinging the ball better than Ben Roethlisberger was. Uh, That's true. And it is a lot of pressure for Najee Harris. I mean – the guy is coming into a situation with a lackluster O-line, one in which they had every opportunity to invest in in the draft. Uh, And uh, I mean, really, I think it was just, it was just a, it was just a luxury pick. And it's a team that doesn't need a luxury pick right now. They need an O-line. That's exactly right. They could have, look, Benny Snell Jr., while he's not, you know, a tip-top running back, he <laughs> is, he, he's quite serviceable. He's quite serviceable. Anthony yeah. McFarland was a hard runner at Maryland. Like, sure. these these two guys could have made up at least a pretty dang decent backfield. You wouldn't yeah. need to get Najee Harris if you would have got an O-lineman with his pick. I just wow. don't understand it. And I know, I, I feel like we went on this, you know, in the draft uh, podcast, but it still it still pisses me off. It still pisses me off. No, I don't blame you because, you know, I'm after all, you know, everybody in the network, 
uh, loved when I had Benny Snell last year and, and what I was able to do at the championship. But look, the way that I see it, the way that I see it, the way that I see it for the Steelers is I just, I, I really believe that this is, this is the way I see the Steelers this year, Devin. I think it is. I think this is, if the Steelers are going to be good, this is my hot take. The only way the Pittsburgh Steelers get to the playoffs, the only way is Najee Harris has to basically be a top five back. It's the only way. It's the only, because they are going to have to be so into the running game and put less pressure on Ben to throw it deep. And they, I think Najee Harris is really good, but they are going to need him to be great if this team wants to get back to the playoffs. And that leads me to the defense. Like, yeah, this I want to talk great, about that. This is a very good defense, in my opinion, that has made some good moves that have adjusted their team. Bryce, you know, what do you want to talk about? I mean, you just said it. Like, they've got some really good pieces. They went out, they got, uh, you know, Joe Sobert from the Jaguars. They they went out and have really tried yeah, to let me, you know, bring in some nice depth. Is this what they're relying on here? Yeah, I mean, especially with a team that that lost some of, some of their – their guys. They lost Bud Dupree to the Titans. Uh, they lost cornerback Steven Nelson and, and uh, Mike Hilton. And then they lost Vince Williams in the middle. But then they, they come back and they just start re-signing and adding guys. You know, yeah, they right. they bring back Alu Alu. They they go and trade for uh, Joe Schubert. Um, they re-sign Robert Spillane, who was outstanding for them last season. They add Melvin Ingram the third. Uh, I mean, hello. I mean, this yeah. guy was a top guy. You know, so. They have made moves to to fill these gaps, and they still have an elite defense. They still have Joe Hayden, Cameron Sutton, Mika Fitzpatrick, and Terrell Edmonds in that secondary, which is outstanding. Yeah. Devin yeah. Bush is a very young stud. Uh, I mean, TJ Watt. That's high praise. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I'll say it, man. I mean, he's been good, man. He's been good. And then you got TJ Watt and Cameron Hayward, Stefan Tuitt, just tearing it up. Um, I, I don't know. The combination of the running game and the defense would could be good enough to to get them into into the playoffs just by themselves. Devin. Yeah, no, I agree. This is a pretty dang nasty defense. Uh, just as good as what they have been. Uh, really, I mean, the quarterback depth is a little, I guess, just a little worrisome. Uh, and Joe Hayden surely isn't getting younger either. No, he's uh, no, 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 he's not. not. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's actually been manageable at his old age. So uh, yeah, that's that's really the the only concern I have for the defense uh, yeah. is, is cornerback room. Other than that, it's going to be just another great season. Yeah. I, I mean, the corners are going to be crucial for them. They, they lost. I think nobody talks about the fact that they lost Nelson and Milton. They lost both of those guys, and they are really trying to figure out how to get that production back. Cameron Sutton is going to have a lot in a lot of pressure, in my opinion. A team that's been used to having great secondary depth, particularly a corner, uh, is not having great secondary depth. And and as you guys mentioned, Joe Hayden's a good player, but how much does Joe Hayden have left? You do have Minka Fitzpatrick, which you basically stole from the Dolphins, which clears out stuff, but. You know, again, like I even look at Terrell Edmonds and I think he's fine, but, you know, I don't know if he's done exactly what you really would have wanted. Uh, you know, it's just a team that 
you know, they do have a strong unit, but there is some fair concerns. I mean, TJ Watt is a, is an elite pass rusher. You know, I, I mean, he is just about as good as you can get in terms of anchoring a pass rush. And, you know, a guy that is about as reliable as reliable can get is Cameron Hayward at 32 years old. I still think he's one of the best in the league. The, and, and Stefan too, it's another guy like this is, there's just a lot of good players here and, and, uh, I'm not letting Devin get a rub in on Stefan to it. This is a uh, this is a, a very good defense, and I just I'm telling you I, I like what I like what they can bring. Next up, the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings, a team that has been fairly criticized, but he often on Linsanity and also defended many times on Linsanity. The first thing that I have to say to you guys is Mike Zimmer has potential for get the sack written all over this We joint. did this last Mike, year, Caleb. Mike we Zimmer, did this Mike last Zimmer, year. Mike Zimmer, Mike Zimmer, he has a chance to get the sack, Bryce. He's a, if they blow this with Cousins, who is going to get the fall? Zimmer is the guy who gets the fall because they can't just cut the money from the quarterback. They can't cut the money from anywhere else. You know, I just look. I think Minnesota's got a chance to be really good this season. All right. I like what they did defensively. And I think that this core offensively is very good. And, you know, that leads me into Devin right here. I'm going to let him speak first. What do you see from Minnesota? What is just your overall initial thoughts? Are you, uh, you know, a Zimmer believer this year? Are you a, you know, a fan of what they did in the, or just in general? What do you like? I see Kirk Cousins. Yeah, that's fair. They paid him a lot of money. I see Kirk Cousins, who they paid a lot of money to, yeah. uh, who has not, still not been fantastic um, for the Vikings. I mean, they got, obviously, they got the talent. Like, Justin Jefferson yeah. is fantastic wide receiver. They got Adam Thielen, who's about as reliable as a catch as you can get. Uh, not a number one guy, but definitely one of the best number twos in the league. Totally uh, agree. And uh, obviously Dalvin Cook, who's obviously one of the best running backs in the league. Um, But once again, we're sitting here and we're talking about Kirk Cousins. And can this man lead this team? (laughs) It's just the biggest question mark in the league. I mean, that's, that's not to mention to me that you, I mean, you also draft Kellen Mond. Uh, yeah. out of Texas A&M. And yeah. I'm not saying he's going to end up starting by any means, not this year, but uh, just in general, they're already thinking of the future in a way. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, it's it's a big question mark to me. I, Kirk Cousins is one of the hottest, coldest players I'll ever see in my life. Wow. Wow. Bryce, do you have any thoughts here on Minnesota? Uh, yeah, I, I think, Honestly, I'm kind of looking at the up and up on this. I think this is going to be a very exciting offense. Um, If Dalvin Cook can stay healthy, uh, I mean, he's going to do what he does. Justin Jefferson is going to take another step. You think you've seen all Justin Jefferson? You have not. Bryce, you know Um, He is. Oh, man, I love him. I, I. Again, I think Terrace Marshall is going to be kind of the same breed here. Um, but, I mean, Thielen is still a legitimate wide receiver. Uh, once Ir- I think Irv Smith Jr. is going to have a big season. I know he's he's got the meniscus issue. He'll be back. I, I think he's yeah. going to see some targets. I really do. I really do. Um, my only concern, Caleb, is I'm not in love with, with the offensive line. I love that they drafted Darisaw. I love that. Um, I think he should start. 
at left tackle instead of Rashad Hill. That's just my personal opinion. But I, I still think some of the right side of that offensive line needs a little help, in, in my personal opinion. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I don't I, hate it. I don't hate it. It's, it's, I think they, they've done, you know what they've done really well is I think Minnesota, given their circumstances, has put together a very off-style offensive line. They can't really, uh, yeah, put, I, I they can't really put cash, so they're they're in a they're in a tough position to really do that. I mean, I think Bradbury's the real deal, and I really think absolutely uh, Devin. I uh, pick. I really think you know I, I'm a big Ezra Cleveland guy, right? I, at Boise State, I thought he could. I think he's a nice guy. Um, you know, I personally thought, and I kind of thought to myself, "Dang, why is Darius out falling all the way to 23rd?" Uh, I remember I was really shocked at the time we did the draft pod, and it seems like you guys were a little surprised by that too. Um, yeah, my you Colts know, didn't I, take him. It's a, it's a team. I think that's just, I. It's all about. I agree. I don't. I don't mean to repeat Devin, but I think he's exactly right. How do you feel about Kirk Cousins, man? How do you feel about Kirk Cousins? Do you think Kirk Cousins is going to take the right step? You think that Kirk Cousins, they, they, I think have surrounded him about as well as they can. I really believe that. <laughs> I mean, if Darius, I know, but I'm serious, Dev, and I'm serious. They, they, they have basically done everything they can as an organization to do so and do so effectively. Uh, because the fact is they're going to be in huge trouble when Justin Jefferson wants a big contract. Right. Uh, you know, I just, this is a team that's really relying on guys to kind of develop and be nice for them offensively. I believe they can be a good unit, but, you know, Kirk Cousins needs to be a top 10 quarterback, and I don't really know if he can get there, right? The inconsistency is too much. Uh, but I think this defense, by the way. Oh, yeah. Baby. Now I think you got me talking. I think I think this is a defense that's got top eight potential. Absolutely. Legitimate defensive line. I mean, a guy that nobody talks about that absolutely should be talked about. And I wish Zach Griffith was able to talk on the pod because I know he would agree. Michael Pierce. A guy we didn't get to talk about last year yeah. because he was out with COVID. That man is about the trenches. I mean, he oh, yeah. will he will dominate the inside of the trenches. And they got Dalvin Tomlinson and they got Sheldon Richardson. Really good defensive line, Devin. Really good defensive line. Anthony Barr is still a good linebacker. I don't care what people say. They went out, they got Surratt, they have Eric Hendricks. I mean, I just it's a good defense. It's, yeah, I mean, yeah. they're banking on Patrick Peterson. I think they're banking on Peterson to be a number one guy after a pretty disappointing season last year. Um, but man, I just, there's a lot to like here, Devin, on defense. Yeah. I mean, you got Brashad Breland, <laughs> Mackenzie Alexander, Patrick Peterson, <laughs> Anthony Barr, Eric Kendricks. Like the list continues to just go on yeah. uh, with this team. Uh, Defensively, they're they're in a prime spot to yeah be be a top ten defense. Um, I, I feel like they they likely achieve that. Um, I agree with you. I think Anthony Barr is very slept on uh, at linebacker. It, it's just it's just a great defense. I mean, they they just extended Harrison Smith. Shout out Notre Dame uh, and uh, Xavier Woods back there. So I mean, it, it's. Yeah. It's looking solid. I mean, you, you I really can't complain at all from the defensive no. standpoint. They've done the best they have seriously could uh, for their organization, and it's worked out quite well. Now, I mean, Bryce, they, they did Anthony Harris, a uh, guy that has been very good for them. 
you know, that is how Xavier Woods comes into the fold here. Uh, but man, Bryce, I, I know you and I are big on really good, deep defensive lines. I mean, this team has it, right? Mm-hmm. This team's got the defensive line to stop a lot of teams. And I mean, Daniil Hunter, man, <laughs> I simply does not get talked about enough. Uh, yeah. He is, he is, he is, he does not. I mean, he, his level of play is up there with any pass rusher that you put in the league. I don't give a rip. He is that good. And then when you get the supporting cast that they have, man, they're going to put pressure on people like nobody's business. Yeah. I mean, it's an outstanding defense. I mean, I, again, I, I really don't have any complaints with it whatsoever. I mean, they added Steven Weatherly from, from uh, Voss's Carolina Panthers. Um, and then they, they, just re-signed Everson Griffin, who's yeah. been a staple of that Vikings defense for years. Um, and then you had Sheldon Richardson. You still have Jalen Holmes um, as depth on that defensive line as well. Uh, I love everything about this defense. I, I think they have serious potential to stop some teams. Um, it's it's just about that offense and what they're able to do. All right. So every other year, if you look at their history – it is suggested that when they don't make the playoffs that one year, which would be last, you know, they always go every other year, make the playoffs, don't make the playoffs, make the playoffs, don't make the playoffs. This is the year where it's more likely Minnesota makes the playoffs. Do you think that the results of this research can be proven true this season? Just yes or no, Devin? Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. I agree with you. Yeah. I think Minnesota can get to the playoffs. <laughs> Next up, a team that many have criticized their front office, many criticized their drafting, many criticized their overall value, the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> the Cincinnati Bengals. And I feel like, you know, there are so many things to talk about. Just let me go. But let me go. Let's, let's have Bryce start this let off. Let me go. Let's, Bryce, what are you thinking about the Cincinnati Bengals? If you can absolutely pass on a guaranteed all-pro offensive lineman to draft your quarterback's buddy-buddy wide receiver, you absolutely have to freaking do it. Even if he drops balls in preseason, like Caleb drops the ball in basketball. I don't know. I don't even, I'm so upset. I'm so upset. I don't even know. I don't even know what to say right now. I'm so upset. I'm so upset. But this is what they did. They pass on Panay Sewell. Okay. To the team that we're going to talk about here shortly. And they draft Jamar Chase, who has a case of the drops. Can't even catch a screen pass. And they they continue to cover for him in camp, which is freaking embarrassing. And especially when you draft. No, shut up, shut up, shut up, Caleb. No, I'm talking right now. Shut up. No. You already have two legitimate wide receivers in Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. Legitimate wide receivers. Oh, oh, but we need Jamar Chase. We'll, we'll, We'll continue to start, you know, Jonah Williams and Quentin Spain and Michael Jordan, not the Michael Jordan and Riley Reef, who we just signed. No, it's embarrassing. It's Give them embarrassing. credit for Riley Reef. That's a good move. Sure, sure. They, they did all right piecing it together, but you could have had a guaranteed all pro. Guaranteed. And you didn't do it. Good luck, Joe Burrow. I hope it works out for you. 
I said what Boss, I said. do you have uh, do, 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 what, what what do you have to say on Cincinnati? D. Higgins is exactly what you want in Jamar Chase. <laughs> like, am I missing something? Are they not similar players? Like, come on, I, guys. I agree. I agree. I and agree. you had the chance to draft Penny Sewell. Yeah. What are you doing? Penny Sewell. I just what, what are you I doing. What I also don't understand is, you know, they, their biggest issue, like it's, I want to, I'm kind of trying to take it at a different angle because a lot of people are like, well, obviously, you know, Joe Burrow got hurt last year. A lot of that has to do with the bad offensive line. You actually trade offensive line depth like you have it. With Billy Price, they just made that move today before we recorded the yeah, pod. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they, <laughs> you know, they, they just, they, it's like, what I don't understand, what I don't understand is, so you had a quarterback that gets hurt last year, right? So he's out for the season and he's trying to overcome that injury and overcome, honestly, the fear of it, right? He, there's been a lot of talk in camp, like he had a really bad start. And there were a lot of questions about like, what's going on with Joe Burrow. But part of that was just the rehab and him trying to get back to being the confident Joe Burrow that we've always seen. Right. But the other factor to this is you also have a really good running back. That's getting wasted because you don't have a good offensive line. You have a really good running back that can't do his job either. And while everyone wants to talk about the pass, which is fine. I mean, there's, there's obvious connections to it. They it, obviously they have good receivers, but they that you got to run the ball as well to set up your receivers. And Cincinnati to me has so much talent. Their offense last year, when Burrow was available and healthy, was on was really good. And people forget about that. People forget they were a top 10 offense in terms of statistics and yardage last season before Joe Burrow got hurt. They were that good. The clearest key was, hey, if you fix the offensive line, you're probably going to get more of a consistent offense, less injury concern, and they didn't do it. And, you know, I just to be honest with you guys, like what I also don't understand is how a guy like Zach Taylor, who's an offensive mind, who comes from the Sean McVay tree, sits there and doesn't break it and sits there and doesn't try to address it. Like the one thing you did. You know, the one thing I'll give him credit on, and I don't really give him huge credit, is the Jackson Carmen move. But he hasn't even played the way that they expected in camp. It's just it does. It's not adding up to me. Um, You know, Devin, I I have blasted Zach Taylor on this pod in in terms of just what I I just think it's disappointing. I'm not like when you have that much talent around you, I just think you can be really good. And that's really where it comes down from. Like, I just think. Joe Burrow is a really good quarterback that, you know, if you give him an offensive line, he probably is top 12 and yep. in, in his position. And, you know, you have a running back who's top 10, even without a good, a bad offensive, with a bad offensive line. And then you, I can't imagine with a good offensive line. It's just, I, what is the direction that you think they're trying to go in as an offense? What is the direction that you're seeing from Zach Taylor's perspective? Because it doesn't seem like we are fully able to grasp it. I don't think we ever will be able to grasp it. I mean, they want full firepower. They have it, but what right. they don't have is the thing that gives them that firepower. 
that's the whole line. <laughs> like, yeah. I, yeah. I don't get it either. I mean, um, exactly as you said, like, people forget about it because it was so long ago, but Joe Burrow was was tossing 300s. He was really good. 300s he was as a really, rookie. Really good. Really good. As a freaking rookie, the guy was right. balling. Uh, and as literally every single person predicted, he tore his ACL. He had a season-ending right. injury, right. just in general. So it's like you would think that the investment that you paid so highly for, you would do whatever it took ever to, it takes to to invest in that for him, even if that meant you sacrificed some talent, right? Even if that means, hey, I I need to trade a wide receiver, then somebody right. else in the draft would have made sense, right? If you would have traded. I don't know. Just say T. Higgins, for example, for for a great offensive line talent, you can fulfill that back up in the draft. I agree. But I agree. what, like, what are you doing? I I don't, I don't get know. it. I don't get like, it. Like, I also think Auden Tate doesn't suck. No, he's, he's a play. six he foot seven wide receiver, you, he no, he and he can't play because of the depth that they have. Like, it just it doesn't add up. And and the other part that I definitely don't think gets talked about with the Bengals is obviously we can talk about the way they've handled their offense, but every star on Cincinnati defensively wants trade every every year. They there were seriously rumors last month, Bryce. I texted you, Jesse Bates. They were talking about trading Jesse Bates. Yeah. Can someone help me understand that? Well, if I mean, you it, have five players. If you, I'm serious when I say this. Jesse Bates is not known as well as he should because no. I would make an argument right now, Bryce. If you said pick five players you want to start a defense with, five, Jesse Bates is one of my five. Sure, that, sure. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, is, it, and and they they don't have defensive pieces. Like, what is the whole issue with since they are banking on free agent signings to get them over the top? If you look at their financial contracts, if you look at what they're doing, they have said we're going to trust our drafting on offense and the development that we've had. Which well, I'll honestly, tell you, is it bad? But Bryce, go ahead. Yeah, I'll tell you. I mean, I mean, they they they. Haven't re-signed Geno Atkins. They let no. Mackenzie Alexander walk. They they uh, traded away William Jackson the third. They let Marcus Hunt go, and they let Carl Lawson go to the Jets. I mean, and now Trey Hendrickson is the highest paid player on the roster, not the defense, the roster. Okay, who I, he had a good season for the Saints, but is he going to be able to replicate that? I think not. I have major concerns in the linebacking core. Uh, I, I think they did a good job of piecing together the secondary. I think Trey Waynes is going to come up. He's going to be good. They signed Mike yeah. Hilton for depth. Von Bell has been good for them at strong safety. Jesse Bates at free safety. And then yeah. they signed a woozy uh, for, for cornerback yeah. number two, who I don't legit. think is awful either. So, no. I mean, they did a good job of piecing it together, but they're letting some of these stars walk. And, and I just don't think that's the right move, but all in all, I think it's going to be a decent defense. Uh, just that linebacking core is super, super concerning for me. Anything else, Devin on the defense? No, I, I agree. I think it's going to be a, just an average defense. Uh, nothing too showy here. I think they'll be able to work with what they have pretty well, but uh, I, yeah, I agree. I think that's probably middle of the line. 
And I'm not going to spend too much time talking about the Detroit Lions. Uh, this is a team that has just simply been, uh, they, they are absolutely looking to try to rebuild everything. Uh, the core uh, is all questionable at this point. You go out, you trade your franchise guy and Matt Stafford. Uh, you, you let go, you know, you don't try to re-sign Galladay. You, you, you know, it just, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Bryce, we've gone over the fact we don't necessarily believe in Dan Campbell. We went on about yeah. this, you know, just in general, um, you know, it, obviously they did get Sewell and that was uh, it, from the front office big perspective, w, that w. video that they liked, but you know, I guess what, it, what can we expect from Detroit? I mean, this just seems like a team that's going to struggle to win football games and maybe even compete at this point with the way they've constructed. Yeah. I really don't know what to expect out of them. They have no wide receiver talent. I, you know, it's unfortunate because I think Deandre Swift is a stud. Uh, TJ Hawkinson is a stud. Um, they have they have some cornerstone pieces, but it just sucks that yeah, I think they're in a rebuild. Definitely. They're in a rebuild. I think it's going to take some time. I'm definitely overlooking the Lions this year, though. Devin. Yeah, there's no way I'm taking this team seriously this year. Uh, a lot of it's hard, but. I questioned, of course, mainly men, mainly Kenny Holiday. I I really, really don't understand why they'd let him walk. I agree. Um, that makes absolutely zero sense. But uh, outside of that, it yeah, this this isn't going to be a good team. Yeah, uh, sorry, sorry, Deke, but they're bad. They're they're all. Well, and what I what the, the other thing that that's tricky with Detroit, right? They let these guys go. They let guys they picked first, second round go. And what I just am struggling to understand from the Detroit side of things is like DeAndre Swift, like I don't understand the committee rumors here. You know, oh, Jamal funny. Williams, they come out, they sign him. Like DeAndre Swift should be the man here. I mean, I just that very much confuses me. Unless they, they just want to make sure he's healthy, I guess. But I just, you know, I feel like he's a, a, a cow in the sense of I think he needs to be the guy. I think he's the bell cow for them. And uh, and I just don't see any reason why he shouldn't be. And I just, when I look at their receiver room, you know, they don't have they don't have consistent play. They don't even have guys you can rely on that are actually going to stay healthy. You know, Tyron Williams has been a guy that has been hurt on and off his entire career. They let go of Prashad Perriman today. Like, they actually have wide receiver depth. The, the Lions are just in a place where you just don't understand their overall strategy and where they're going as a roster. I wish we could actually give you some legitimate information, but they are really struggling as a team. I don't think that they're going to try to compete this season. I think they could be the worst team in the conference. I pretty much have that locked in. I think that this is a Detroit team that is very desperate to get things back and up. It's a team that's trying to transition away from the Matt Patricia era defensively. They've got some guys like Jamie Collins, Trey Flowers, who came because of the Patricia uh, head coaching position. Jeff Okuda hasn't been what they've been looking for. Michael Brockers, good defensive piece, maybe brings him some leadership. But I just struggle to see some legit optimism here with this Detroit team. And, and, you know, at this point, it's like, you know, it's really, can I get the reps for Sewell? Can Swift take the next step and stay healthy? Um I just feel like Detroit's going to be in a place where they are really just trying to see progress. And, you know, there's times where that happens and that can work out in your favor. Uh, but man, it's going to be tough with Jared Goff back there under center. So we'll see where it goes. And, uh, you know, 
And that'll be it for this pod. Devin, uh, thank you for coming on. It's been great to be able to discuss this with you. And obviously we, we will probably have you on more. Yeah, absolutely. It's been, been a great time. Love talking some NFL. Absolutely. And uh, Bryce, uh, unfortunately, people had to deal with your Lamar opinions, but it's a privilege to uh, to have you on the lens and uh, have you back on, have you discuss all this stuff. It's the last of our previews of our yeah. offseason previews. So we will yeah. have some stuff coming that's a little creative uh, and, you know, we'll we'll come back to you. Uh, next week giving you a different segment we do not know that segment yet but it will be coming once again thank you for listening